Today's podcast is sponsored by Logos Bible Software, the premier Bible study and research tool for serious students of Scripture. To find out more, check out logos.com slash docanddevo. And by using the promo code docanddevo7, you will get Charles Spurgeon's commentary on Philippians for free. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Fofo! Fofo with the JoJo. What you doing, man? I am uh, relaxing. No, no, you're not. You say you're relaxing, but I know all you're thinking about are the Cubs. Uh, you They're know, playing right now. Are they winning? They are. It's game three. Are they winning? Game, game four. What game is it? Game four. It's game four. And are they losing again? Uh, they are yeah. losing right now three to one. Wow, would that be the third game out of the series? Wait, what? How many did they lose so far? Two. Okay, so this will be the third game that they're losing. If they lose. Right. And so all they need to lose is one more? Is that right? Yeah, it's a best of seven. Wow. Why are we so bad? Uh, we're not bad. Stop it. No? No, you try to you do this. Listen, Here's the thing about know. Joe. What? Joe sits there, and anything that Pat and I like... That's he, not true. Everything that no, Pat and I like... No. Yes, it's movies. You know, some of the movies you like are lame. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. You tell us that they're lame, and then you get Captain mad. Captain America. Then you get mad Civil War when we go without debacle. you. And then you get mad when we go without you. I didn't want to see that one. You went to see Batman versus Superman without me. I wanted to see that one. We, no, no, we sent you guys. We sent no, you, you a text. Yes, we did. We, Joe and I, or Pat and I, even talked about okay. this. We've already had this discussion. All right. All right, whatever. We invite you out to. Why things. don't you go record you a special secret podcast? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> All right, so, um, so the Cubs are playing. <laughs> well, that's out, man. People like you know. People liked it. No. It was good. It was good. Scooby did it without me. It's all right. I, so I, I mean, you know, do it's like you know, it's like podcast I started. But oh, hold on, whoa, right. whoa, 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 whoa! What? The podcast you started? Yeah, I started. You did podcast. not start this podcast. I, well, I started it with you. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, but we I started, started this. Yeah, sure. Well, it's a podcast. And then we you, started. you ditched me. I didn't ditch you. You ditched me. I did not ditch you. You were out of town. I was gone. And Pat and I were like, "Hey, let's do a little bonus thing. I talk about our love for Joe." It was cool. I, I appreciate it. It was So fun. anyway, so Joe likes to uh, make what? fun of the things that Pat and I do. Uh, the, the lame ones, yeah. No, you, like, and then even like with the Cubs, even with the Cubs, you vocalize to everybody like, oh yeah, Cubs, yeah, Cubs, yeah. And then no, with don't. Pat and I, you send us text messages laughing at us for our love for the Cubs. Uh, look, I'm pro Chicago, so I'm for Apparently Chicago Apparently not. Apparently not. I'm for Chicago but I, baseball is just awful. It's an awful sport. It is not an it's awful sport. It's the worst sport it is no there are golf like golf is supposed to be boring okay so that is different curling listen these aren't even sports baseball pretends to be a sport that's the problem also these other things no no golf is not a sport golf is a rich white guy's excuse to not go to work that's all that that is baseball pretends to be a sport and they stand around they stand around. It's no, they were, they go. They, they hit the ball and they run. Oh, they they run to a okay, base and they stand there. All right, well, hold on. If they get on, let me how just many say, runs did the Cubs score last game? So let me ask you this: zero, right? Yeah. How many runs can you score? 
Oh, I can hit, man. Oh, come on you now. Put you're me on the softball me. field. I will hit. Softball. Okay, you're telling me that you could hit a ball at that level, at a professional baseball player level. I'm not level. pretending to be a, a Okay, an but athlete. A, don't act like it's hard or don't act like it's easy and it's nothing when you yourself can't do it. I'm so what does that say that about nothing. you? What I'm does that say about you when you can't even do? No, I'm not. Listen, when you can't I'm even do the player. thing which you I'm not think a baseball is player. lame. But what I'm saying is, is it's not It's not like a real sport. It is a real sport. It's hanging around. It is America's pastime. It is a fantastic bunch of sunflower seeds like some kind of animal and then you spit them out and then you swing a stick at a ball and you miss and then you go sit down that's the whole thing no but then you sometimes you hit it okay uh not the cubs though are you kidding me are you really gonna say it? the cubs have been fantastic offensively all year well how, how they do last game no, no, People, no, that, no. that happens to teams. Okay, I'm that just happens. Saying, it to just teams. seems to me. Look, I want the Cubs to win. No, you don't. You're I a do. hater. You're I a hater of anything. Pat and I get excited. All right, about. What are we? What are we talking about? Pat and I once talked about our love for Jesus, and Joe's like, eh. No, no. When it comes to Jesus, I'm down. Baseball, not a thing. It's just not I'm a just thing. Ashamed of you. It's so boring, dude. Mm-mm. It's the worst. You're the worst. I you know agree. why we're doing this. That's why. So what are we doing? I, well, we're now. Well, now I'm all fired up. We are talking about rest. I need I need some rest. You do need some rest. Actually, uh, we got we got done recording with Jen. Yeah, and then we shared with her what we're going to be recording, and what was her comment? Jen? I don't remember. You don't remember? I wasn't listening. Her comment was, "Are you sure you should be doing that, Joe? You don't even know what that is." I know what rest is. Apparently not. Your I wife rest. doesn't even think you know it. I I took some naps when I was in Texas. You took some naps. Oh, that's pretty good I for did. you. Actually, I went to the hotel room and took a nap. Oh, in that's fact, pretty good for you. On one day, I took a nap. In the a.m. and in the p.m. You sluggard. I know. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about rest All right. and what it is and why it's important. And I think, you know, when we're talking about the need for rest, it's appropriate to talk about our current North American context. Okay. Where our work schedule is pretty ridiculous um, compared to a lot of other nations, a lot of other countries where they have time for meals and lunch, even in the day. Yeah. Uh, they have time for vacation. We don't seem to value those kinds of things in America. We don't value community. We don't value rest in the same way that some other countries do. And my, my wife is from Germany. I have friends in Italy. And there seems to be much more value placed on rest than here, whereas there is a premium placed on output yeah. and how dedicated you can show yourself to be we don't seem to like to rest very much, or at least we don't seem to value it very much. Yeah, no, and I know, like, you're talking about other countries. Um, I know my, it was my dad travels a lot uh, for business, and he does some work in Spain as well. We got customers there, and it took him a while to kind of get used to, you know, he their work schedule was, you know, they show up around 8.30 or 9, and they work until 1.30, and then they go home. They go home. They go home until 4.30 or 5.00 where they come back to work because uh, that's their like lunch break or sleep break or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then from five to eight, they work. Really? Yeah. And then they, my dad really struggles because they eat dinner at like 10, 11, 12 at night. Uh, I don't want to do that, man. Well, if you're in Spain, when in Spain. No, nah, man, I ain't doing that. That doesn't sound restful. It's pretty, I'm sure it's I would, be restful. I would, I would rather just be done and then go home at a decent time. Well, see, and that's your North American context. Right. That's the better one. Right? Oh, you why is that? Well, just no, because it's North America, it's, it's better. No, it's just my context. So yeah, so these different countries um, and different people groups, they, they do seem to value rest. Like, in fact, I just saw um, a, a, a fun small video 
on, on Facebook that was highlighting the differences between how we eat in America compared yeah. to other European countries, where we tend to eat in our cars, on the run, we eat quickly, we eat standing up. We're in, in other countries, they don't even eat alone. They, yeah. you, that's not what you do. It, it's about getting together with people, with friends, with family, and enjoying and the Enjoying meal. courses. Yeah. Small right. courses, not like our North American courses. No, we jumbo size. We jumbo size it. We supersize that sucker. That's right. Yeah, I want the I want the all you can eat family economy platter of and whatever. And that's why we look like me. That's why we, it's why we're struggling. Well, you're working out. I'm working out. Did you work out this week? Mhm. Okay. You're doing good. Um so we in our culture maybe um it's it's worse than in in other cultures where we are working a lot of hours, people are working overtime and because of technology we're working at home. Yeah, I do that we're, often. We're yeah. always on. I know Pastor Brian, uh, I'm going to throw you under the bus, brother. Yeah, uh, that, let's not throw him under the bus. I'm throwing him right under the bus. Uh, that dude is always working. Now, he makes time for his family, of course, and his son and his mm -hmm. wife and all that. But uh, this is a guy who is a really hardworking dude that has a lot of deadlines. And even when he's on vacation, he'll bring his computer and he'll work. And uh, he'll say it's out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that it is. But there just doesn't seem to be a lot of room for rest for most of the people that I know. Well, why do you think, because it seems to me like some people are, they even, they don't want to rest. Mm. There, there's something about it that kind of turns them off. Well, I think part of it is, uh, for some, I think their identity is wrapped up in their work. Mm. That if I lose this, you know, I, I don't know what to do with myself. Right. You know, what am I? Who am I? What have I become if I'm not, if I'm not constantly... Producing. Uh, take, producing or taking care of these issues. Yeah. I know for me that was an issue uh, even so like when I've actually had to, uh, you guys know, when Michelle and I went uh, for our 10-year anniversary, part of the deal was I couldn't bring my computer. Yeah. Part of the deal was I couldn't bring my computer. She didn't even want me to have my phone. So I had to have a separate number uh, in, in Europe that only uh, – family and really close friends were able to have right so that people could not call me people could and not i didn't get i didn't harass you i left you alone you left me alone you got you were fine uh and so yeah that was just part of that was knowing i can't just turn off you know and i think i know a lot of a lot of us feel guilty mm -hmm. for resting like oh i'm gonna take this day off or i'm not gonna be um working for the weekend like we feel guilty sometimes for for not constantly churning out content or yeah. being productive, it feels bad for yeah. some people, and we don't we like we don't really know what to do. But the basic principle of rest, the basic principle of rest, is a divine one, and it is one that God commands us to engage in. Right? Yeah. Are you talking about? Yeah, you're looking at like Genesis and mm -hmm. and in the Old Testament, you know, working those seven day or those six days, uh, and working hard. Right. Right. Like actually laboring in that, but taking that one day aside. And we talked about this a little bit when we talked about the Sabbath, mm -hmm. uh, taking that one day aside to to slow down and rest. Right. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Mm -hmm. God demonstrates for us the value of rest by resting himself um, after the work of creation. And yet, 
we feel awkward about it in our context oftentimes. Yeah, I think it's awkward, but I also think it's um, it's nervousness, right? Like this, what happens if something goes wrong and I'm not there to to take care of it? Right. Right. What happens? Will everything crumble? And, I, you know, that also speaks to and I, that speaks to a prideful yeah, arrogance totally. of I must being I must be the savior of my employment. Mm-hmm. We can't trust God with the people that he has given us That's to right. do these works when we're not there. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think you you look at stuff like Psalm, you know, 4610. Mm-hmm. Right. Be still and know that I am God. You know, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So just being able to relax and trust in him that he is sovereign over everything. He is sovereign over the earth. He is sovereign over salvation. He is sovereign over, you know, your protection. Uh, he's sovereign over your family and he's sovereign over your employment. Yeah, he is. And it's like, I, I think there is, um, you, you said nervousness and I like that rest. True rest means like you just quoted from the Psalm from Psalm 46, um, being still, yeah, being quiet, which means you kind of start dealing with your garbage. You know mm. what I mean? It's like you have time to think. When we're so busy, we're so manic, we're so all over the place, uh, there isn't time to really sit and think and process. So now when we're unplugging and disconnecting and taking a break, suddenly you know, we start to breathe, we start to process you know, internally what's been going on in our lives, and that can be uncomfortable too. That's right dealing this like beginning to realize like wow i just know like when i have time to really rest and be quiet god usually winds up convicting me pretty seriously about sin but there's also the opportunity for real encouragement mm-hmm. to draw near to god i mean when you're at a manic pace when you're living life and working at a at a breakneck break 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 uh, breakneck yeah, speed thank you that's what you meant uh, at a breakneck speed it's it's really hard to hear the voice of god in scripture you know, that we've been meditating or, or maybe we haven't even been meditating that maybe that we've read. So rest in, and it comes in a variety of forms and maybe we should talk about that. Uh, rest coming in a variety of forms is incredibly important for us, but let's just talk about the dangers of not resting. Maybe, maybe we should talk okay. about that. What, what happens when we're not resting? Uh, I think first, uh, the one that I think people think of the most is there is the potential for a breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to call it a nervous breakdown, what, you know, you're going to you might crack or, you know, it's just something physically your body needs to relax. We're finite, limited creatures. And so you need to be able to take that time. Your body needs it. You know, uh, your soul needs it. You just you need to just be able to just simmer down. Right. And and slow down. Um and rest. And so I think that danger is a, a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Burnout, whatever. I know like, you know, when I had my, you know, breakdown, meltdown, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, um, you know, back in 2011, 2012, uh, the, the real issue was working too long, uh, without resting. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. I was always working. I was always on. And because, you know, in my mind, it's valuable, it's ministry. And that's how most people think. Men and women, when they're employed, they have a vocation that they love, that they believe. It doesn't have to be ministry. Yeah. Uh, they, that's so valuable to them, they feel like they always need to be on. So we're on our phones at the dinner table. We're working after dinner. We don't have time to just unplug. And, uh, you know, I, I completely burned out and, and wiped out. And it almost derailed my whole involvement in ministry mm-hmm. because it really took its toll on me. So I think that's one of them. When I when I think about the danger of not resting, 
one of the things that I think of is it just, it simply means that we are not maintaining communion with God. Yes, absolutely. Because it, you, in order to pray, in order to read God's word, in order to draw near, we have to stop striving and trust. We need yeah. to receive grace, which is not something that we're generally um, accustomed to. And so this, this whole idea that God promises rest to his people, that God offers rest to us, is always wrapped up in, in us finding that rest in him. It's not mm-hmm. just carving out margin in the day, which is important, but it, it's really finding uh, safety and security in him and who he is and what he has done for us. So what are when when we're talking about when we're talking about rest, and we're we're and we're not going to the gospel right away. We're just we're just talking about this need to stop to slow down and to stop striving. Um, what are some things that people ought to do to incorporate rest into their regular daily weekly routines? Uh, well, for me, I'm I'm a planner, so I actually I need to plan that out in my calendar uh, and in my schedule to know this is a time of rest, you right. know, this is going to be a time where I'm going to slow down. Um, I'm going to set this time aside. I'm not going to do work. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm going to be, uh, relaxing, resting, uh, spending time with my family. Um, and so just learning to be intentional in your schedule. So I know I've talked about this with Joe a little bit. Um, you know, one of the things I, I value doing every Sunday evening is I look at my weekly schedule and I look at my calendar and I see what do, what do I have going on this week? You know, and that also helps me to know, OK, what stuff is due when? When am I going to do those things? How can I do these things well? Uh, but then I also look and say, OK, in my day. I, I break I talked about this with Joe a little bit. Uh, I break my day down into three sections and I always tell myself, uh, two out of those three sections, I'll be working. But that one section, uh, I am not. That is rest and relaxation. A lot of times that's in the evenings, but if it can't be in the evening, I do it in the mornings. Uh, so I go into work later, or I'll do stuff like that. So for me, it's just being intentional in my planning and looking ahead uh, and making that part of my weekly routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good idea to to schedule things out. I know a lot of the super successful people that I know every hour of their day is accounted for. Yep. Every minute is accounted for, but that includes time with the family, time with the wife. They've got it all worked out. And in the end, what we're talking about is margin in our life to allow for non work rest related, uh, family, oftentimes, you know, family involved periods of time so that you are not always laboring, but you're actually taking um, the time to be still, to enjoy God's gifts, to enjoy the most precious things in your life, like your family. Yeah. Um, and, and and to really because when we're so when I'm constantly checking my phone at the dinner table, I'm there, but I'm not there. Exactly. You're still engaged in in some sense right. in your work. You know. And here's the thing: for those of you in ministry, uh, it is hard. You know, because you don't really have a nine to five. And there are, you know, emergencies that pop up. There are issues that come up. There are counseling sessions that need to happen. Uh, understand all that. But I do think you should be able to, to rest. You should be able to relax. You should be able to say, hey, 
this is something that can wait until tomorrow. And so, like, I remember for years, I was the guy that would mock and loathe the concept of a nap. I felt like naps were a sign of weakness. I thought, like, you take a nap. What are you, like, what are you, retired? What are you napping for? What's wrong with you? Just get it done. And, um, you know, I grew up with a dad who worked really hard. And and if he took a nap, uh, it was just him crashing on the couch late at night while he watched, you know, while the TV was on. It's not time for naps. And so I, I really rejected that idea. And it wasn't years later until I really began to, to find men who were successful, who were achievers in, in worldly senses, but who always made time to disconnect. And so when you look at like a lot of the great American leaders, man, those dudes were famous for taking their naps during the day, whether it was military leaders or presidents or whatever. Uh, they knew if I'm going to be fresh, if mm-hmm. I'm going to have all the energy that I need to do the things that God has called me to do, then I'm going to have to find time to shut down because resting really uh, repl- should replenish us. So whether it's, are you on your phone? Yes. I'm what are you on, on your phone for? I'm answering my wife's question. Oh, yeah, that's okay. So, Gosh, why are you calling me Because you're like always that? on your phone now when we're doing the podcast. Well, you know, I'm just answering a quick question. No, that's okay if it's your wife. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm okay Who else that. am I talking to? Well, you, you're talking to other people. People that listen to the podcast know what you're doing. Most of the time, you're just chatting on Facebook. I do chat with I, I chat with our with people that listen. It's not, but not when we're recording. Well, sometimes I let them know. Hey, man, we're recording this episode. We're right. doing your question. So I know that like the Puritans believed that rest and recreation were designed to refresh us so that we could get back to the calling of our lives. Yeah, it, it's it's not like see in our culture we work really hard, but then some people live for the entertainment they live for um the recreation and it becomes the end right the goal so but but for the puritans and i I agree with them uh, the goal was not recreation the goal was not rest the goal was to do what god has called us to do and rest and recreation help us to get back to those things that he's really called us to do uh what in our in our families and our marriages and our vocation and our ministry or whatever that is, because, you know, rest is a good thing that God has called us to do, but there's also the temptation to trust in false kinds of rest, right? Like laziness and sloth. And those are, that's not rest. No, no, no. Like you said, I mean, that's just sin, right? That's just sin. That's just uh, being, I don't know how to say it. That's just avoiding, right? That's avoiding your responsibility, um, you're calling, I think, because we're called to work. We are right. called to work, whatever that might, whatever the vote, your vocation may be. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a sin if you're neglecting that. You know, I think that, you know, and different people, most of us struggle with laziness from time to time and apathy and procrastination. We're actually going to do a podcast on procrastination. That's been on the docket for a long, long time mm-hmm. since the beginning. We've never done it. We got to do that. <laughs> we've, been, we've, been, we've been putting that off. <laughs> I like how you slip that yeah, in there. Yeah, I get that in there. But um, really, the, the, the idea, I mean, the, and just read Proverbs to get a good picture of the danger of being lazy and of being you know, slothful, that it, it, is a, it is taking advantage of time, of others, and not 
working hard in the areas that God has actually called you to do. So we're supposed to work hard. We're supposed to do these things. But rest is is not avoidance, like you were saying, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, rest is taking time to calm down, to slow down, and ultimately to draw near to God and to enjoy his gifts so that we can get back to the work that he's called us to do. But all of this really is begging a bigger question, I think. Um, because, you know, Jesus promises rest. God promises rest to his people. But it's it's not necessarily rest from work in the world. It's something else, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 says this. Come to me, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Right. There is rest in Jesus. Mm-hmm. The, the ultimate rest that we need, that all of this other rest, as important as it is, is pointing us toward. That's so, right. So, like, your weariness, your striving, your fatigue, all of anxiousness. that. Yeah, your anxiousness. All of that is real, and you've got to deal with that in this world, but all of that is, is pointing, subtly pointing, to this deeper need for rest that we have in our souls. And when Jesus promises us rest, what is it rest from? Well, I think it's rest from this striving, this striving for our salvation, the striving to to somehow uh, work ourselves into righteousness, mm. right? And that we don't need to, we don't, we're not, we can't work hard enough, we can't work good enough, we can't work in that way to save ourselves, uh, but that Jesus has done the work for us. Right. So we find rest from our striving uh, to please God mm-hmm. because Jesus has pleased the Father for us. That's right. We find rest from the tyranny of sin, the slavery of sin, because in Christ it is no longer our sl- our master. We are no longer its slave. We've been liberated. Um, we find rest from our conscience that has afflicted us because we have done so much wrong. Dude, I've done so much wrong in my life and in my and before I was a Christian. And when I think about those things, it does trouble me. Um, but there is rest in Jesus from those things because um, I know that there has been an account paid for those for those sins and for those transgressions. And God has forgiven me. And while I have tried to make amends and restitution wherever possible, mm-hmm. even when I cannot, I know that despite all of that, that the Lord is, his love for me is clear. He has welcomed me. And those sins, that conscience that was wrecked because of what I've done is made right. And I am now okay. I don't have to beat myself up for the things that I've done in the past because I know that Christ has suffered for me on the cross. So there's a, there's a real sense of rest that comes in drawing near to Jesus that allows us to experience joy. I mean, it's hard to be joyful. It's hard to find you know, spiritual happiness when you're constantly striving and weary and anxious and, and, and fearful. Another podcast we need to do on fear we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, for some time. But the, the rest allows us to say, God's got it. It's in control. And, you know, he is the one that gives us peace, right? Like, that's a big part of rest, that he is the God of peace who gives us peace. He fills us with, with peace, peace with him and peace in this world, knowing that whatever, whatever circumstances we are facing— 
we know that God intends all things for good for those for those of for those who love him, for those who are called according to his purposes. So, Joe, I mean, before we get to kind of like, how do we embrace that? You know, how do we how do we start moving in that direction? Um, I know what what is it that you find helpful as you're kind of studying this, as you're kind of looking at this, um, as you're kind of looking to see what is it that the word of God says? Well, it's, it's hard because, you know, you've got. 66 books of yeah. the Bible. You've got tons. You got like over 40 authors. Yeah. You know, thousands of years. You got all and to to try to comb through that to figure out rest is difficult. If I were going to recommend something to somebody to help them figure it out, mm-hmm. Lagos Bible software. Lagos Bible baby. You got to get your Lagos on or Logos as they pronounce it. And they're wrong, but they're wrong, but it's all right. We still love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy and I've been using Lagos Bible software for years. We love it. We use it. We use it every day. Um, it's a great help. Um, Jimmy, what are, what are some of the features that you like in Lagos? Yeah. I mean, I like the uh, right at the top there. They've got these guides. And so if I'm about to start doing a subject or maybe a topical search, uh, I like to kind of search by that and, and search by a passage. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm taking a uh, a section of scripture and I really want to delve deep into that, I'll, I'll go ahead and put that section in there and it go ahead and it goes ahead and it does all this research for you on it. And, it, you know, points to all the other parallel passages. It points out the main themes that are there, the key words. It goes into the Greek or Hebrew, depending on where you're at. But then it also has, uh, you know, commentaries that. Um, that kind like in, in the section of the commentary that's right. talking it takes about you right there, it takes you right there. But then also uh, depending on the library that you have and, and the books that you have, uh, it'll bring in other, you know, systematic theologies that are addressing certain doctrines that are being talked about in that passage, uh, other historical writings. Uh, and, and so it's great. It's just one stop place where you can kind of get this overview of everything and kind of springboards you or catapults you right deeper and farther, uh, in your study. Right. So what they are doing for you is they are doing the busy work. That's right. Like, cause I've got, I don't know how many books and for me to pull all of the books down on a given subject and lay them out, they'd be on the couch, they'd be on yep. the chairs, they'd be on my desk, but Lagos puts it all right there in one window That's on your it. computer and you can scroll through them. So helpful. What about listeners of Doctrine and Devotion? Do they get a deal? Oh, yes, they do. Lagos is offering uh, listeners of Doctrine and Devotion uh, Spurgeon's commentary on Philippians. All you have to do is head on over to logos.com slash docandevo uh, and you can use the promo code docandevo7 and you'll go ahead and get uh, Spurgeon's commentary on philippians it's a great great work you got you need it pick it up use it as you study and if you're if you're new to logos or if you don't have any familiarity with logos go to logos.com slash doc and devo and check it out um look at the different uh starter packages that they have and you may want to get a basic package and then you can add the reformed library to it or you can add the baptist uh theology uh package to it whatever you want um but it's really really good we um we only endorse stuff that we really like and use. And that we actually, so, yeah, we actually use that. We find that it's beneficial. Yeah. Not just for those in ministry. Oh yeah. Uh, but for anyone that is wants uh, is a serious student of scripture. Right. Right. Totally. All right. So when we're, when we're looking at this and we're saying, okay, rest is important. Um, 
experientially and practically, mm-hmm. what do we need to be doing? Well, uh, again, I think that scheduling part, but then you also though need to, uh, I know it sounds kind of weird, but also figure out what you're going to be doing during that time. It's good. You know? So I do think, I think things like naps are helpful, right? If that's what you need. Then you got to do that. Uh, but if you nap, nap ain't three hours, guys nap, ain't no three hours. <laughs> Uh, but you know, if you're going to also spend time with the family, you know, plan something out, go somewhere. Don't just sit down in front of the TV with them. Right now that might be beneficial from time to time. And that's great, but do something, you know, uh, take them out, hang out with them, take, take one of your kids out on a, on a daddy or mommy date and, uh, spend time with them. And I know you do that quite often with your kids. Um, and with, and with Jen, you you guys go out all the time when I'm in town, when you're in town, uh, you guys, you guys do that. Uh, also figure out what you're going to study or read, Mm -hmm. you know, spend some time in that, you know, if you're going through a book, make sure you you got that planned out, what you're going to read and how you're going to journal, or if you're going to read some scripture, how you're going to go through that. Uh, so, but that's just, that's me. I'm, I'm kind of that guy that's really good, right? Like that's really, otherwise I just become lazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most, a lot of us, wow. If, if we don't plan it out and we actually do schedule downtime, we'll waste it. That's it. But it, it's you, know, you can waste your rest. So I think scheduling it or figuring out what you're going to do, planning it is really good. And think about it this way. Some of you work physical jobs where you are taxing your body for six days or five days of the week. So when you finally get some rest, maybe you're not going to go for a run. You know, maybe, you're, maybe you're not going to play uh, football with your buddies. Um, but, so you're going to actually rest your body and you're going to use your mind. And sometimes other people, they use their mind all day long. They're, um, they're sitting at their desk all day long. That's right. And so their rest might incorporate a lot of, of, of physical activity. You know, yeah. they might actually hang out on the lawn, doing stuff like that. So figure out what your body, brain, and soul needs and then accommodate it so that you're actually taking care of yourself. And let me say this, guys. And, and, and usually it, it's young married men that um, I got to talk to about this. When you take your day of rest or when you take rest, um, you don't get the rest from your family. Yeah. All right. Knock that off. You, you don't need me time away from your family. When you get married, there's no more me time. It's we time. That's you it. have it's kids. Gone. There's no more me time. It's we time. So you get to rest from your ongoing regular work. But if you work at the office and you're coming home, uh, now it's we time, and you've got to find out how to do rest with your family. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to go out with your buddies or to just go out and be by yourself. That's totally fine. But you definitely don't get a break from being a dad or a husband. That's right. In fact, most of the guys that I know, their, their wives spend most of their day taking care of the kids, taking care of the home while they're gone. If that's the case, then your wife needs a break. Exactly. She needs rest from that stuff that she's doing all week long. So you need to rest at home with the kids and give her a chance to rest without that stuff. So rest, especially if you're married and if you have kids, you've got to work it out together as a team so that both of you can rest together. But back to this idea of you know, finding our rest in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, finding rest in Jesus and um, and experiencing that on a regular basis requires us to have time every day where we are quiet, yeah. where we are reading the Word, where we are praying, and we are seeking the Lord. 
I'm not telling you how long it needs to be. It doesn't have to be any certain length of time. You, yeah, you 45 minutes is fine. If you, if you do, I mean, 45 minutes if you're a baby, okay? But two hours probably is best. Yeah, two hours if you really love Jesus. I mean, if you love, no, man, it, it can be 10 minutes before mm-hmm. you go to work. It doesn't matter how long, but start with carving out some time to say, listen, this is the time when I am going to slow down and I'm going to seek the Lord by prayer and scripture and I am going to find my rest in Christ because, listen, that can be in the morning, it can be on your lunch break, it can be in the evening. I prefer it in the morning as a general rule. I think it's good to do it in the morning, but it, it doesn't have to be that way. Find out what works for you and make the most of the means of grace. Okay, so um, there are some great resources that we have in the show notes. So go to doctrineanddevotion.com. Look at the show notes for this particular episode. Um, but one of the books that I want to recommend was written by a friend of mine, Dr. John Kessler. It's called The Radical Pursuit of Rest, Escaping the Productivity Trap. Mm. Good book. Check it out. And it's going to be different from a lot of the other ones we're going to link um, that in, uh, in the show notes. So be sure and check that out. Um, John is a, is a great guy, um, godly uh, professor, and has been a good friend to me over the years. So I want to encourage you to check that out. Perfect. Um, I would like to recommend. Ooh, what you got? Ooh, I was thinking uh, Kevin DeYoung, Crazy Busy. Oh, Crazy Busy. It's a little one, too. It's nice a little one, nice yeah. and quick. Uh, and then also, well, that, that's a whole different subject. I was thinking more productivity, but that for me, to be able to get to rest, you got to get the stuff done you need to get done so you're not worried about it. What's you, best next? What's best next? I was actually thinking about uh, Tim Challey's book. What's that one? Productivity. Is it called Productivity? Yeah. That ain't right. No, watch. No. I'm checking. Challey's more creative than coming up with a title of a book called Productivity. No way. Uh, Yeah, look it up. I'm looking it up. Google that. I'm Googling it. Ain't it. Uh, Sorry. Nope. Here it is. Yeah. Ready? Uh Uh-huh. Do more better. Oh, Do more better. A practical guide to productivity. That's a lot more interesting than You know, I don't trust books. Who cares? It's a book Uh, on productivity. You were wrong. You were wrong. Who was wrong? Uh, you were. No, you were wrong. I was wrong. Yes, that's right. I was wrong, but I read the book. It's great, very practical. He's also got resources uh, in the book as well as on his website when it comes to productivity. So anyways, that's that's the thing for me is yeah. I, I learn to get what you need to get done so you can put it aside. Right. And I know in, in David Mathis' book, What's Best Next, his whole point is that efficiency really isn't the point. It's effectiveness. So I really like that. Uh, and Jimmy is the guy who I really respect for being a man who works really hard and works very effectively, but also makes sure that he has time for rest and for his family. So um, That's why I go on vacation all the time. Yeah, I know. Where are you going next? Where am I going next? Where's your next vacation? Uh, well, it's not vacation, but I got to go to Philly. Well, that ain't vacation. That's not vacation. Uh, and then uh, uh, Europe. Yeah, that's what you do. In March. Yeah, we don't go to Europe. All right, listen. Or maybe um, May. We got to wrap this up. It is late. I got to go to bed. Well, actually, I got to work. I got some edits to do on my books. We want to give a big thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media. This is the guy that makes us sound good. He edits everything. And I know some of you who run podcasts are tired of your podcast sounding janky and lame, and you've begun to talk to him. Uh, That's a good idea because Jay Bond is a professional, and he gets it done. Bam. So if you have photo needs, video needs, audio needs, talk to Jay Bond Media at jbondmedia.com. If you want to encourage us and help support the podcast, well, you can visit our store. We got got 
the best T-shirt of the year. Bam! I mean, there ain't no better T-shirt that came out this year Mm-mm. but the Doctrine and Devotion official tee. That's de- right. Designed by Anthony Benedetto. Mm-hmm. Thanks, What's Anthony. Up? So pick up that shirt, and um, that's really good. Also, you can leave a review for us at iTunes. You guys have been so encouraging there. So go to iTunes, leave us a review. And, Jimmy, they can follow us on social media. Yeah, on Twitter and Instagram, at Doc and Devo. And on Facebook, we have a page. Is that what it called? A page? Facebook page? It's a page. Facebook page slash, was it Doctrine and Devotion? That's it. There you go. Hook up with us there. And? And? You can leave us feedback on our website. Oh, yeah, you go to our website. You can hit the Contact Us page. You can fill out the form and uh, leave us your thoughts your ideas your suggestions and your feedback that's good we would like that uh we love hearing from you guys thanks for if the it's emails. done we're gonna make fun of you we can't get back to everybody now because now it's crazy we're getting a ton of feedback um in october we had over fifty thousand downloads that yep. was our was our biggest month yet so uh, we really appreciate that you guys are listening and spreading the word please do that we got fresh pod for you coming every Monday and Thursday, plus the occasional bonus episode. So yeah. stay tuned. Bonus. Later.